0: Earlier this week, the team captains were announced. A day later, Mike Tomlin explained that Kenny Pickett would be the only offensive captain, not out of any slight to Najee Harris or anybody else, but because Kenny had earned it. Yesterday, we all heard why. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kowatchevich of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll also check out. The Steelers will be back in practice today at 12.15 p.m. in preparation for the Sunday Season opener against the 49ers. That's a one o two p.m. kickoff at Akershire Stadium. Yesterday was Kenny's day to meet with us media types in the locker room. And he fielded about a dozen minutes worth of questions, which is way more than anybody else gets. And he handled them the way... Have you ever seen those football drills where the quarterback is dropping back and there's somebody just throwing these fluffy looking dummies at them and they're supposed to just kind of get out of the way of those dummies if so you might also remember the one viral video out of latrobe from about four or five years ago where ben roethlisberger was deliberately running into those dummies just to kind of have fun with the whole situation that's how i picture Kenny and his media settings, and not just because a good many of us in the reporter business are dummies. He sees the obstacle in his path, he goes right at it, addresses it, moves on, boom, just like that. And this is one of countless reasons, from what I can see, that this head coach has fallen in love with his franchise quarterback. He sees someone... In Kenny, and this is an ironic way to label someone who passes the ball for a living, as grounded. He sees Kenny as having his feet on the earth at all times. And today, rather than attempt to lay that out for you verbally, I'm going to let Kenny do it through his own words. This was what he had to say when asked about the various defensive looks he's expecting to get Early this season, notably from the 49ers, and how he prepares to face a team like that. Executed. That's, that's Execution is the name of the game. Seeing the right looks, putting the ball up to guys, and, and then having our athletes go do what they do best. So that's something we've got to continue to do. And this, in turn, was what he had to say about how he achieves that 100% goal, or how he even aims to achieve such a goal. I try to be hundred percent, yeah, that's the goal I mean, I don't I really don't know what the acceptable rate is I try to be seventy five percent I try to be a lot better than seventy five percent. I try to be hundred percent. you know, it's not going you're playing the NFL sometimes they're going to get you with, with looks and stuff. See, I know this has become a common theme on this particular program, but there's a reason for it. And my feeling is that the foundational reason is that Kenny treats all of this more like a jigsaw puzzle than he does a game. There's a piece that's supposed to go here, and it doesn't fit anywhere else. So no matter how he would try to improvise it or make it happen some other way, ultimately he still has to make that piece fit, he and the other ten people on the offense. So, he sees a play, and you heard him emphasize this word himself, as simply being executed. It doesn't have to involve excellence. In fact, it's optimal when it doesn't. Let everyone do their part, including him. He throws the ball when and where it needs to be thrown. Other person catches it. Other person proceeds to do the best they can with it and then line up and do it again. That, my friends, emanates from him. No, it's not his playbook. No, it's not his call to make when he gets up to the line of scrimmage or anything like that. But the mindset that all we have to do on a given snap of the football is do this basic thing, this basic thing, and that basic thing and we're going to proceed, and then we're going to do it again. That's that's him. That's who he is. That's who he's always been. He started off a little bit rough at Pitt. Some of you will remember, those of you who follow college football. But then by the time he became uh, of age, by the time he became a senior, he was ready to lead And to make it almost boring with how he'd do it, it was just, this is the way this play is supposed to go. Let's do it like that. That's what was seen in this preseason. That's what was seen on the running plays and the passing plays. Everything was very systematic. Now that doesn't mean just because you wanted or wish it, that every play will be perfect, or for heaven's sake, that his passer rating will remain perfect. But it does mean that you still go back to the line and do the next one with the same attitude. That's your quarterback right now, Pittsburgh. That's the leader of this offense. He has to be The law firm of Edgar Snyder & Associates has joined forces with Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett to make a difference in the community. They're supporting Connecting Champions, a local charity that asks pediatric cancer patients, what's your passion, and connects them to mentors who give these young patients an identity outside of their diagnosis. You can learn more about what Edgar Snyder and Associates and Kenny Pickett are doing in the community by visiting edgarsnyder.com slash giving back. Again, that's edgarsnyder.com slash giving back. Today's J1Q comes from Chris, who says, DK, it's good that the 49ers could be missing some key components for the opening game but I'm still concerned that they'll be able to run the ball up the middle are there any reasons why this will slash won't happen Chris there are concerns I would say on top of having Christian McCaffrey Debo Samuel and a really stout offensive line, The 49ers are able to do enough other things offensively that you can't overload up front. I've seen, heard, and read over the past week a lot of suggestions that, ah, just put 10 men in the box because they can't beat you down deep and whatever else here. Okay, maybe they can't, but what they can do, especially with Samuel, is find a way to get just over your first level. Use him as that kind of short passing threat, and then he can just... Turn that into the same six points as if you had thrown him a bomb. This is a really, really dynamic weapon for those of you who don't get to see San Francisco very often. Samuel is a fun, fun football player, but he'll be no fun to defend. Not in any capacity, including running up the middle. I have concerns about running up the middle, meaning against this Pittsburgh defense, until they are allayed. Larry Ogunjobi is not 100%. That can't be any clearer from his recent participations to his ongoing limited practice participation to the fact that he's still listed. He's one of the two guys listed on the first official injury report of 2023. He's got a foot now officially inside parentheses. On that report, we'll see how that plays out. We have seen other players to like on that defensive line, but they aren't Larry O. And my belief is that you're going to see three down linemen more often than not. More often than what's the norm, because of what you're describing. Who's going to be the third? Well, how often have we brought up on this program Montrevious Adams? While everyone else wants to see Keanu Benton because he's the exciting new kid who's along and everyone was, uh, no, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people were pumped about Braden Fajoko. Well, okay, but what does Adams bring and what has Adams always brought above any other skill? Yeah, he's a run stopper. And who was first on the schedule for months and months now? The 49ers. None of this is an accident. You know who's next on the schedule? The Browns and Nick Chubb. Also, not an accident, I believe, as it relates to Adams. Who's going to get this job done? Well, it's got to start with the big boys up front. Cam Hayward himself would be the first to tell you that. But you've also got to get some willing, enthusiastic, and effective tackling done by your inside linebackers. That used to be the kind of thing you could count on with the Steelers. It hasn't been for years, but now it appears that it will be again with the group of Cole Holcomb, Quan Alexander, and Landon Roberts. My feeling is that Roberts will be leaned upon heavily in this regard, not in some sort of spy capacity, but that he's going to be one of the people, maybe the principal one, entrusted with shutting down the run. Old school style, Hardy Nickerson style, Lawrence Timmons style. But I can say that, and then I can remind everybody that Leonard Fournette ran right through a team that I didn't think could allow such a thing in that playoff game for the Jaguars. I can say that, and sometimes the other guys are just better than you in that capacity. I'll most likely say that more than once as it relates to Chubb and the Browns. I think enough of Chubb to say without hesitation that he's the NFL's premier running back. Chubb's going to get his yards whether the Steelers like it or not, whether they scheme against it or not. So yeah, you have definitely pinpointed an area that should be, and I have no doubt will be, one of utmost concern entering sunday i appreciate the question i appreciate everyone listening to daily shot of steelers i'll be back in practice this afternoon ready for another one of these tomorrow you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel